And welcome to yet another bonus episode. We love doing these, by the way, of the Horizon Roundtable. Um, just so you guys know, this is not the 100th episode. We're recording that tomorrow. But of course, I'm Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter as well, at Horizon Matt. You can follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at Horizon RT. And you can uh, follow, you can visit our website with a bunch of content, both audio and written, at HorizonRoundtable.com. And do not forget to subscribe where podcasts are available, so definitely do that. Um, yeah, so so we're recording this before our 100th episode, and I keep saying that because, yes, we've been doing this nearly 100 episodes, minus all the bonus episodes we've been doing lately. Um, this one is a little different. Um, for anybody who, has fo- anybody who follows the, uh, the podcast on Twitter at HorizonRT, uh, we actually posted a little bit of breaking news yesterday in that uh, IUPUI's Grant Weatherford, uh, announced via his Twitter account that he was entering the transfer portal. Um, he's the first of what we really thought was going to be a lot of try UPUI guys, or not. I mean, we we know nothing absolutely about what's going on in the situation with IUPUI, up to and including what the heck is going on with the coaching thing. So we brought on we brought on Grant Weatherford to uh, to maybe shed some light, possibly. But but definitely uh, talk to him about kind of his uh, his decision and uh, kind of his future moving forward. So Grant, thank you very much for coming on board with us. Thanks for having me. So um, so I guess my first question, of course, would be, yeah, what the heck is going on? <laughs> um, well, a lot of us um, are kind of in the dark, just like you guys. Um, that's not really a knock on IUPUIs. Just we haven't really. They haven't really communicated much to us. Um, I will say that the captains did reach out to the AD, and all we got back was he'll keep us updated on the search when it restarts, and that right now uh, Byron Rim is the head coach for further notice. So. Yeah, so, and that's the other thing I wanted to ask. That, that's, intri- that's the other thing I wanted to ask because this is this is so strange because we've already had a – a coaching change in the Horizon League at UIC, and UIC wasted absolutely no time in hiring you, Luke Yaklich, who, by the way, we had on last episode. Definitely want to catch that shameless plug. It does in the same time frame, though. It seemed in the same time frame, even actually even longer a time frame, because um, obviously Byron Rim was the for last season was coaching under the interim tag the whole year. And it was impressed upon all of us that he was only there temporarily and they were going to find, they were working on finding a a solution. And yet the season ends, they've had all this time to look for a replacement. And then, well, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, they suspended the search. And it sounds like, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like that kind of surprised you guys about as much as everybody else out here. Cause it sounds from what it sounds like, you know, about as much as we do, which is, kind of weird <laughs> mm-hmm. um so i had heard that it was actually because obviously we're an iu school mm-hmm. um, iu had put a hiring freeze on all campuses so that's what i had heard just kind of through the grapevine that it was through iu who had canceled all hiring and that involves the coach 
not sure how that works out, um, but that's what I had heard. And, I mean, yeah, we were all under the impression that at the end of the year they had their candidates. They've been working on things. They've been kind of just behind closed doors finding candidates and people to replace them, and it just never happened. So I think we're all sitting in the same boat as you guys. What was the locker room like throughout the season with, with Coach Rim for you guys as players? Like, I mean, is that is, is he somebody that you would have thought might stick around, or did you guys know this was going to be an interim and, you know, everyone was kind of waiting to see who was next? Or can you just tell us a little bit, I guess, about the, the, the locker room experience during the season with Coach Rim? Um, it was kind of – it was up and down. I mean, at the beginning, obviously, we all came for Coach Gardner. And so at first it was – some people were trying to buy in and other people just, they couldn't do it. Um, so that caused a little bit of issues at the beginning. Um, but really throughout the season, once people started to get on board with things, uh, it was more just player led. Um, it was more me and Marcus and a couple of the other upperclassmen just trying to keep people together, remind them that, Hey, we're playing on the court. We're the ones that control what's going on. Um, Without getting into too much detail, I mean, there was times where, like, halftime was literally just, just players talking about adjustments, things like that. Um, so it was really player-led. It was it – was, the way I describe it to people is it's one of the most different situations I've been in before, that's for sure. And I say it with love. You've, you've been in a couple different college situations, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been just about everywhere. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, kind of piggybacking on this, and you know, I I, I don't want to I want to dredge this up for any other reason, kind of, but I, I want to get kind of your take on this because obviously the last game of the season against UIC, wow, um, <laughs> the, yeah. it was it was, but but one thing that I, and I I'm, I believe I did point this out of the previous episode, uh, one of the uh, episodes after the after that game was that I you could tell there was kind of a, a a different kind of vibe on the IUPUI team when that whole game was going on. And the one thing I did notice is that um you, however, on the other hand, were you know, you were you, it looked like you were trying to keep everybody keep everybody motivated, keep everybody in the game. Obviously that mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, and we're looking at that and we're thinking and from our at least from my standpoint, I was thinking, well, OK, yeah, this is it, it just seemed literally that game played out literally like the last game of a coach who knows he's going to be gone. But now we know that's yeah. we don't even know that's even the case. <laughs> yeah. And for, for um, all intents and purposes, he, he's going to be around next year. Yep. Um, so what? I mean, that game, it was just a – it was weird. I mean, we had just played them. Um, we felt like we kind of let it slip away towards the end. Um, people were kind of just not worn out, but just, like, just kind of checked out. Um, not everybody, but some people. And the shoot-around before that game, it was not good, to say the least. I mean, like, it wasn't normal how we normally did it. Um, tried to change things up. People were would say they try to put in something new, and people would say something, and they'd say something back. It was it almost reminded me kind of like like JUCO um, that last game, and I just I just tried to tell people, hey, this could be our last game. It ended up being our last game. I said this 
like this could be your last game. And we had obviously Zoe, who was a senior. Mm-hmm. I said, if you're not going to play hard for anybody, play hard for him. I was like, just compete. I said, yeah, we're down 40, but just compete and just keep showing that you have fight and you have heart. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your manhood. So, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the team that I was used to that last game. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It felt like people were kind of hunting, hunting their own shots, trying to, trying to do things their way. And it just obviously didn't work out. <laughs> At some point in that, are people, whether they'll say it out loud or not, are they trying to like make their highlight tape because they, they, they're anticipating, you know, jumping in the portal and changing schools? Like, is that a factor for you guys at, at some point or not really? Like, what, what's that like? Um, I never heard anybody say, I'm going to get my stats so I can leave or so I can go somewhere else. It was never really like that. It was more, I know that I can do this. I'm going to get mine that kind of thing. Like we might lose, but I'm going to get, make sure I get mine, that kind of thing. Um, it wasn't really like that until really towards the end of conference. People kind of were just like, all right, well, I'm not going to let my stats take a dip. And the excuse for that was um, they said that there was nobody on the bench to play behind us four or five people that had to play 40 minutes a game. And that's the other, that was also kind of the other weird dynamic with IUPUI because, you know, and, and we've mentioned this multiple times that there, there's a lot of talent on that starting five. It just seemed like after the starting five, there wasn't, a, I mean, starting five and well, I'll add in you know, Mike DePersia as well into that mix and the rotation, but it didn't seem that there was a lot there wasn't there didn't seem like there was a lot of depth there and there were times during the season that we saw that it seemed like you know all those minutes piling up caused you guys to kind of run out of gas on a lot of occasions is is there is there that's my that's kind of how i looked at is that something that was kind of a similar uh you know vibe in the in the in the locker room as well that you know that shortened you know that shortened rotation was kind of to your detriment yeah, because, um, I mean, a lot of the games we were in, uh, really besides the Oakland game, we felt like the last couple minutes we were right there and then they would make a sub or two and then we'd just be gassed. People's legs were tired. Marcus and Jalen would miss shots they usually hit. Um, but, like, uh, we always talked about, like, I mean, it got to the point where players were like, you got to play him. I mean, we had a Juco All-American on the bench. We had a transfer from Missouri. We had Brandon King. Um, we had people, Tavion, who got a chance at the end of the year. He helped us out a lot when he got his chance. So we had people could play and help us out, even if it was just limited minutes. So w- what kept those and, players from being in? Was that just Coach Rim not trusting them? Were they not putting in the work in practice? Like, what, what was the dynamic that created that? Uh, he, just, he didn't trust them. Um, he said that he um, they didn't like buy in things like that. Um, I forget the answers that he used, but it was along those lines. And he just felt like he couldn't put them into the game to minutes. But yeah, I mean that UIC game really going into halftime, you could just see it on on us. Like the people that play big minutes, we were just gassed. And it, yeah. it really took a toll on a lot of us. 
And, and then probably also because because we pointed out during the season that you know with Marcus Burke and Jalen Minnette and they've they had it was seemed like every other game where they were yeah. able to go off and get big a big you know big you know score pretty big and then the next game or two they kind of fell off and it it, it sounds like that's kind of it, it sounds that's like that's kind of what happened is the fact that they were being used so much that they, it was it was definitely affecting him negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even in practice, we'd get up a lot of shots. Um, it was it was different, though. I mean, we never really we never really competed in practice, and that's where I got a little bit vocal about things, just as being the point guard and the extension from the coach. I would, I mean, I told him, I said, look, I trust you. I'm an extension of you on the court. I'm going to get people to buy in as best as I can. And I was like, but we got to compete in practice because I don't know if you guys really paid attention to it, but we never had a good start to a game. No. It always took us a couple to get going. And that was one thing, yeah. Really, I, except for Green Bay, and I know Green Bay fans yeah. not the fact that, yeah. <laughs> Green Bay, you guys always went off, but apparently every other game, yeah. not so I'm, much. I'm primarily an Oakland follower and fan, so I've got nothing to talk about here. So. Oh, that's right, you <laughs> So now, um, so after all that, and and again, we we've talked, we've actually talked about the, we've bantered about this on Twitter a lot. And once the season was over, we were fully expecting something to happen, um, based on what you, uh, what your, what the answer you were given about Byron Rim, that kind of that could kind of explain what happened, why that whole thing didn't trans, why that whole transition didn't transpire, and may never will, at least in the near term. Um, but the one other thing that I thought was very strange, in the face of the fact that we have a lot of other Horizon League players that are entering the transfer portal is that up until you did, I think uh, until you announced yours on Friday, no, I think one other, maybe one other IUPUI player entered the transfer portal. And I thought that was very, I think I consider you to think that's a little interesting that we haven't heard a lot of anything from anybody besides yourself. Um, I, mm. not to speculate about what they're planning to do, but ultimately what, what made you decide that this was, this was going to be the move for you, uh, to move into the transfer portal? Um, well, just to piggyback off of what you had talked about, how nobody from our team has went in, um, actually the one person that did, uh, he had left at the beginning of the year, just went to school. Um, but our team throughout all the ups and downs this season it actually brought us closer um, we knew that we could trust each other um, we all talked about I mean there was people that wanted to just call it a season and can it and in the middle of the year but the captains were able to make sure people stayed on board and we were like look at the end of the year they're most likely going to get a new coach we all thought it I mean everyone thought about it um so we were just trying to all stick together, play it out by ear, um, figure out the coaching situation. Um, and I even sent the text out to the guys yesterday. I was like, hey, this is not how I expected it to go. Um, I wanted to end, the, end my last year with you guys and on a high note. Um, I know that we were better than what we were this year, and I wish that we had a shot at it. But I can't, like my opinion, I can't wait around till August or July for them to make a decision 
and then me be put in the portal then and not have options to where I want to go for my last year. So I kind of want to just control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably considering how many, you know, considering that the 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 por- the transfer portal is the the party that never stops because there's like hundreds of people in there. Yeah, I don't necessarily blame you. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, think? Oh, oh, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead, Bob. No, no, no. You go. Go ahead. Um, Grant, do you think with you kind of starting this, are we going to see more out of IUPI? Would you be? Would that be your guess, or is everyone else going to kind of hold tight? What do you What do you think we can expect to see from the rest of the team now? Um, without really mentioning names, I think depending on when they open the search up and when they make something official, I think there'll be there'll be a couple more names. I could see that regardless of what they do, I could see a couple more names entering. Um, but I mean, if they don't um, like announce anything, I think that it could just be an overload of people. Without saying names, are there people on that roster right now that are holding out hope that Coach Rim stays? Yes. Okay. Cool. I mean, like like I had mentioned, there's he's a he's a good coach. He's a good guy. Um, it just we were all put in a bad situation with what happened with Coach Gardner. Um, just everybody was kind of thrown into the mix. Um, but I knew I do know that a lot of people enjoyed playing for him. Um, they felt like he gave him a little bit of freedom to just go out and play, and um, obviously still systematic stuff. Um, but there are people that that do want to come back and play for him if he's the coach, and and that's good for them. I'm happy for him. Yeah, do I, it, it, I mean, it sounds like it could go either way. It could be a kind of a trickle of transfers, or we could have ourselves a Cleveland State style exodus. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. is that's a hell of an extreme <laughs> to go to, by the way. Having lived through that well, thing last year. And but I mean, obviously, a totally different situation, but still. Yeah, totally different situation, um, but. I will say that um, we do have a lot of upperclassmen, which was what we were all so excited for. I mean, we had last year, we were all juniors. This year, we'd be seniors. And we felt like we had the pieces. And like I said, with with what happened with Coach Gardner, it was unfortunate. Um, But now there are a lot of people that can graduate and transfer and play immediately. And have I a believe, lot of options. Yeah, I believe there's uh, so. I, if I think we counted them up, I think there's about five or six that are redshirt juniors that could easily that could grad transfer. Also, there's also Jalen Minette who could who could I could we could easily see uh, sit one play one, probably. Yep. I mean, that's a that's yeah. yeah it, we we counted it up. That's like half your half the half the IUPUI roster, and um, if anywhere near as many numbers move as no oh, worst case scenario that's gonna that's gonna definitely set IUPUI back a lot I mean that's yeah. then again we said the same thing about Cleveland State and look what happened so yeah they competed they were they were tough to play against uh, but I will say with the team um, obviously I don't wish bad on IUPUI at all sure. I want them to have success and things like that uh, but if it does happen it will be awful for the program for the school um just because i think they have one recruit commit and without 
us upperclassmen, it would see how they would even have a full roster of actual players unless they went another route and tried to bring people in super late. But it would not be the same program as as what it could be, that's for sure. So moving forward for you, have you given any thought to uh, where the, the direction you want to head in terms of your next school? Um, I want to to find somewhere that has a winning culture, um, a coach that is disciplined, that holds people accountable, um, pushes people every day to get better, um, and really a school that can help me um, have team success because that's what I want overall is team success. And then after that, personal success to set me up for later in life with school and also sports. So those are big things with me. And I also want uh, stability as best as I can find um, somewhere that I know I'm going to – the coach has been there. He's He's got credibility. He's got um, just – What's the word I'm looking for? Um, he has integrity. No, I can't even think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of words I could use. There's really, sure. I just really want to find like a winning culture for my. I want to, I want a chance to um, go to the tournament. I want a chance to, to just be able to win, and and even if that means go to a program that hasn't necessarily won lately, but they have the pieces, um, and I know that my numbers this year were very inflated <laughs> very inflated just from all the minutes that I played sure and so I know that I don't I don't need to play those amount of minutes um, I would never say I had to play those amount of minutes mm-hmm. but it's something that um, is not a huge factor for me but I would still like to obviously get solid minutes mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. on a very productive team so now you mentioned that you mentioned the academics. Obviously, as a graduate, it's for you're you're still on track to graduate from IUPUI, um, and also, obviously, you're you know you're uh, what is it? Uh, you're an academic all something. I can't remember all Horizon League. I think. Yeah. Something so, like that. <laughs> um, I should know these things. Gee, Bob, you're you're in the you're a dual Horizon League podcast. You should know these things. Wait anyway, a interview, Bob. Wait a problem. <laughs> Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of your next school is the, uh, the, how, how important is the, um, academic factor specifically, uh, you're obviously going to be pursuing a graduate degree at that point. How important is that going to, how, how is that going to factor into your decision-making? Um, I value academics a lot. Um, my family does as well. I think that's really where it stems from, but it'll definitely play a factor. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like like I mentioned, I have one year left. Um, I I mean, I hope that I'll have um, options to where I'll be able to choose a school that has good academics, um, good sports program, is successful, and everything that I'm looking for. But that is one thing that I, I won't bend on is academics because I know that at the end of the day, that's, that's where everybody ends up falling back on. Sure. And that's part of the reason why I've, I've really – forced myself I mean when I was redshirting to take more classes so that I could set myself up to have more degrees and be able to be more flexible with what I want to do what is the future for Grant Weatherford after basketball whether you know so you transfer you play let's even you play overseas who you know whatever happens happens what 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 is the rest of the future for Grant Weatherford and in, in Grant's eyes 
Um, that's a tough, tough one. Just because uh, my parents own a 3D printing company. Um, oh, that's and cool. Yeah. So my dad and my mom, they both work from home with it. And I've always helped them out, like, throughout the summer, uh, like in high school or um, when I come home just from school or things like that. So I've I've been very invested in their company. But part of me wants to try to take my own route, just to try to say, hey, I made it without just falling back on something that was already there. So um, I'm up in the air about taking over their business. Um, but I also kind of want to try to make my own route and, and find the successes and failures in that. So I'm not 100% sure, though. Um, Ben, you have anything else? No, I mean, Grant, we really appreciate your candor and just your openness and willing to talk about all this stuff. Oh, I do have one question, if you don't mind answering it. Uh, you're actually going to settle a Twitter debate. Uh, who, <laughs> who, in your opinion, should have been Horizon League Defensive Player of the Year between these two players, Jalen Tate or Trey Maddox? <laughs> if you could only have I, one of them guarding you, who do you want? <laughs> if, I wanted, if I wanted someone to guard somebody, who would I want? Uh, who I, better question? Who don't you want guarding you? Um. Well, Maddox did guard me, but I would have to go with with Jalen Tate. All right, all right, I'm wrong then. I, <laughs> I, I, I would I, have to. We're gonna have. I, I have, have to go with Jalen Tate like... just from just from um, our games between both of them. I felt like Jalen. He's he's very long. He's very athletic. Um, He'll get into you, but he won't. He'll be a quiet kind of trash talker as other people will talk, and it'll get Jalen and Marcus going. I felt like he kind of kept him under wraps for the most part. Um, and I, I feel like he's he, he's who I would go with, besides right, myself, fair. of course. Well, uh, right. I mean, you can't guard yourself. Got to cool stick with, with myself. <laughs> hey, confidence in yourself is key, man. Yeah, I, I have this very weird feeling. Yeah, I have this weird feeling we're going to be debating about this uh, next episode, but yeah. No, anyway. I just I'm going to take someone that was on the court. I'm going to say, okay, I was wrong. I'm cool. Good because I don't really have an opinion on that one, so I don't care that much. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, all right, well, well, yeah. So yeah, like, like I, I will echo Matt's sentiments. Thank you once again, Grant, for uh, for joining us. Appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time, and uh, good luck to you at your new school. Thank you very much. Oh, although I must ask one question. If another Horizon League school offered you, would you take it? Like I said, it just goes back to um, the best possible place for me on the court, off the court, academics and success. And if, if that was the place, I would, I would definitely take it. Okay, good to know. Thanks. All right, um, so that is going to close it out for this this yet another bonus episode. Um I, I I would be exhausted. I would say that I'm tired of doing these things, but I absolutely love doing these things. I don't know why. But um, that's going to wrap it up for this bonus episode. Tune in. Um, definitely tune in. Next episode, again, our 100th episode. I can't believe we've been doing this that long. But as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable and our other content on horizonroundtable.com. You can find us where podcasts are available. And, of course, you can find us on your Amazon or Google devices. And with that... That's going to do it for us, and thank you all for listening.